Welcome to the Culture Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Jordan Walker, along with my co-host and brother, Ernest Childs. We're here to talk about the same old stuff we chop it up about every other day. To be real, we talk about anything, but the aim of this podcast is to have an open discussion about everything. It'll be spiritually based, but in real talk, so you won't have to worry about us sugarcoating the topics. I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast as much as we enjoyed recording it. And if you don't, well, there's probably somebody somewhere who think you are right. Enjoy the show. This is what it sound like when we roll in the hostile open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they can't, they say they can't. Tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll in the hostile open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They probably have one of the best, like consistent marriages like i've ever seen yeah yeah they know how to handle their issues they know how to keep you know what they need to keep tell what they want to tell i never it's really definitely seen uh before. yeah it's definitely a rarity uh considering like i don't know your, your parents were divorced right yeah they divorced when i was like eight yeah you know what i'm saying so like oh uh, we and you we've never grown up kind of knowing what I don't know how your whole like, past life was, but like me, I never knew like what a healthy relationship was actually like what it actually was. Yeah, I didn't either. So it's like me even now, like me being married now, it's still a learning process. But uh, I like to think that I'm making all the steps in the right direction. But yeah, no, I feel that because I, I have to tell a lot of the girls that I start talking to and start dating that I'm not very good at like PDA or just that like general affectionate type stuff because when my parents were together, all they did was argue. Like I never really yeah. heard them be, just have general civil conversations. They never like hugged or held hands yeah. when they went out. They never kissed each other. And me and my brothers and sisters, we didn't do things like that either for the most part. Like our affection was real, like, you know, rough, like punch you in the shoulder type of affection. <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't exactly like lovey-dovey. So when I got older and I started dating girls, they were, they would ask me like, "Do you just not want to hold my hand in public?" I was like, "Nah, I don't. I don't mind. Why?" They're like, "You never do it." I was like, "Oh," and I had to pick up on a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. just because. And I would have to tell them like, "Feel free to ask me stuff," and to, and I still make you know my effort to be aware of what's going on because a lot of yeah. women kind of expect it. And I can say for Ernest, like, he's a real lover boy. Like, if you listen to the other episodes of the podcast, he's all about his girl, and that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. And when it comes to my stance on, like, relationships and everything else, I'm ex- I'm not. it's not like I'm extremely careful about who I choose. It's about who I put my the most amount of energy into. Right, right. That's how I was, like, growing up. Like, I never, like, I... This marriage is the longest relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> and it's not because these girls are bad. It was just mainly because I'm like, in my head, I'm like, uh, I don't really think I can invest my time in this. So I'm just going back out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and in some cases, it was really fucked up. Like, I feel bad, but, mm-hmm. you know, that's just how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah, it ain't always going to be perfect. I'm pretty sure I pissed off of decent amount of women in my life but it was never i've never done anything i've never cheated i've never yeah never cheated. i've never done anything maliciously except maybe just like tell a girl what it was like instead of like playing on teeter-totter because it was like around that age where i was just trying to see like you know what could we do? like we've been talking for so long and a lot of times guys just get tired of talking after a while it's like are we gonna take this somewhere else or at least add a couple of things to it it's not just gonna be oh ha 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 laugh laugh oh we go on a date or two after a while something's gonna have to switch up or something has to be added to it right and one girl she she just started going in my throat one day i don't know what made her do it but (laughs) She just started going in my throat. I had a bad day at work. My boss, my supervisor was being a dick. Ah, and, you probably know what made her do it. You just don't want to. <laughs> 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 but, 
probably it was so long ago <laughs> now i really don't remember what it was back then i probably knew what it was but she was just like oh all it seemed like you want to do is just use me and have sex i was like i ain't never even have sex with you so what are you talking about and she yeah, just it was, probably, it was probably her birthday or some shit yo that is exactly <laughs> what it was oh my god <laughs> that is exactly what it was because around her birthday i had to go to pre-deployment training in guam and when I went to Guam, I didn't really have phone service because you're in a whole different country. Like I could only use my phone when I was back at our in our living area. In our oh, living area, trash. yeah, and it had terrible Wi-Fi in the first place. I fucking hate Guam with a passion. <laughs> so like I couldn't get in contact if I like a phone call was a stretch. Text messages were delayed. It was really hard for me to keep up with anything. And. I was out there for a couple of weeks and when I had came back, she was acting some type of way and I was just like, what's up? After a while, I was like, what's up? Like, and she was, oh, well, she was, and eventually she said, you know, you missed my birthday and you didn't tell me anything, blase, blah, whatever. And I told her, I was like, I was in Guam the whole time. I didn't really have the, the time or space to really send a message. Like we act like when you're in pre-deployment training, you have maybe one day off just to like go and get food, bring it back, and then you just keep rolling on with it. And I was in a time zone completely different from hers in Guam because she was in Georgia. She was still yeah. mad. I can't get mad at her for being mad. So I was like, okay. Um, and it ended up drifting into the last time I was home and we were uh, with each other. Okay. And it just started going into like, Oh, all it seems like you want to do now is just worry about sex and worry about this and worry about that. I was like, we never had sex in the first place. I, it's just a, a different part of a relationship. That's If you're in a relationship with anybody, eventually that's going to be a part of it. And that's something I think a lot of girls like kind of put to the back burner. But I gave like a good amount of time before I even brought it up in the first place. Because mm -hmm. it was just a curious question. Like, I'm in Alaska and she's in Georgia. Ain't nothing happening in, anyway, so. <laughs> Anytime. Yeah, yeah, it was just a general question. And I already had a bad day because my, my supervisor was being a dick. I had just got back. It was a bunch of stuff happening because I had just got out of trouble. <laughs> and my leadership was like, you have to promote tomorrow. And I was like, bro, I just got off a plane from Guam. None of my uniforms are ready. They were like, well, you got to make it happen. And I was like, what do you mean? I got, did you not hey. hear what I just said? I didn't even know I was promoting until they told me. So I was like, and then I figured out it was a month later. They were, they added their time wrong. And it was a month. It was in August that I promoted, not in July. So luckily I, that, but that was the next day I figured that out. That night I was just had a headache from having to deal with everybody already. And she's going through all this. You missed my birthday. I was just like, I was in a foreign country running around in the jungle shooting stuff. Like, what do you want me to do? Hey, girl, I had a bad day, but, you know, what that mouth do? <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what the fuck happened. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got mad. She got mad. She was like, why don't you just tell me how you really feel? And I did. I said everything she, oh so back then when you said this it was a lie and the funny part is when i said this part this was actually the lies when i admitted that all i wanted from her was sex that was a complete lie because i was so irritated i was just going with whatever fucking thought she had i was like you know what if that's what you want to hear that's what you want to hear yes that is exactly what i and it wasn't i was just irritated didn't feel like having a conversation no more. I didn't feel like arguing. Whatever she wanted, whatever she thought, fuck it. And that just ended up being... Me and her yeah. completely fell out after that point. Uh, I haven't spoken to her. I haven't spoken to her in years. I I, I still kind of like... I, I unfollowed her on social media like a couple of months ago. Is that bad? No, like a couple of months ago, I unfollowed oh. her. Like it wasn't like directly after I. I, I just purged my social media after a while. People that I consistently talk to, I don't consistently yeah. talk to her. So, you know, pray to God, you know, everything in your life goes good. All blessings, power be to you. I don't really talk yeah. to you that much. Unfollow, unfriend. But that's just yeah. that's just my thing. Like, I just 
do that in general. Yeah, that reaction though, you know, that just goes back to, you know, it's not 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 knowing how what a healthy relationship is. Yeah. Uh, you know, arguments or whatnot, discussions and all that good shit. So. Yeah, just understanding that women sometimes get into that emotional mode, yeah. and they just want to they just want to pick everything apart. And as a guy, you just got to understand some battles aren't worth different. Some battles aren't worth the results that you're looking for. Me yeah. just saying yes, whatever you think, yes. Like that was the wrong thing to do because even even later, if you try to backtrack it, it's hard to even get her to understand that what I said, I didn't mean. I was just, you know, in a bad place. Like it's really hard to rebound after some stuff like that. And I had to learn a lot just from trial and error with a lot of relationships. And I don't put I don't put really too much of it on my parents just because they were great parents. They were just terrible with each other. Like they were not right. compatible and I don't knock them for that. But growing up. Yeah, it's just how it was. Yeah, I just had to learn things off rip. And it's not even like my sisters were highly affectionate people either. Like my uh, my brother-in-law. He had he told me he was confused about my sister. They've been married over ten years, I think. At this point, they've been married a while. I can't remember, but he was telling me like she didn't really like PDA. She didn't like all that hugging and stuff. And we were like, yeah, because we did that stuff to actually annoy each other. We like we annoyed each other by like yeah. always getting in each other's faces, all that other stuff. Like my sister's version of. You know, relaxing, having a good time was like picking at my face for the blackheads. I don't know why some women like doing that type of stuff. Oh, my sister did that shit too. Oh, she did like, sit still. And they just start going at it. I'm like, yo. Oh, like, relax. But <laughs> it's been a learning process. And I, I took a step away from trying to go too hard at relationships recently, mostly because everything is closed and I can't meet people. But well, um, I can't do that. So yeah, you you hit the permanent. <laughs> <laughs> you hit the permanent reset. Had a couple of kids. Yeah, yeah, and actually, the kids uh, are what like make me aware of that. You know, it's easier for me to be more aware of like what I got going on because uh, if I fuck up and I look at the kids, yeah, and I can just I can catch the girl. Yeah, anymore. I can catch the vibes off of them. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't. Um, I don't like following, like, setting, like, negative goals as far as, like, me growing up being, like, I don't want to act like this when I get older. Like, I don't want to set a goal like that. Yeah. So what I say is, like, when I get older, I'm going to teach my kids this is what love is or this is how they communicate their anger issues with other people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, <clears throat> uh, it's just easier with the kids because I can get, like, immediate feedback off of them. Yeah, that's uh, especially true. now since my daughter's starting to talk more. Because you don't really notice it with your significant other. I, I mean, I, I should, but I don't know. It's just a different aspect looking at the kids. Yeah, kids really do bring a different side of you. Like I, like I said, I never grew up to be like the lovey-dovey, hugging, affectionate type until I had nieces. And then when I had nieces and... You know, I'm I'm the uncle that comes from overseas like once a year. So it took him a while to like really comprehend who I was. But during that, the times when they were like, you know, babies and get them getting older, whenever I would come up, all I wanted to do was just pick them up and just hug them and, you know, do all that other stuff. Like be, yeah. be what I haven't been in years and. You know, it, it definitely brought a side, an affectionate side, and also helped me understand a lot of things like you said. And now I'm in just under a reserve mode of, I'm mostly just focusing on growing myself, you know, started the podcast, um, learning French, just kind of building myself up to be right. good, you know, solo. So whenever, you know, Shorty comes through and it's the one, you know, and I, to be honest, I don't even know what. I'm looking for. I know what I don't like. I know that much. <laughs> I told a couple. I told a couple of girls that I, I broke it off with a couple of them because <laughs> I told them like, look, y'all. When I do need y'all for like certain things, 
y'all don't know how to communicate. So, you know, yeah. it's cool with being friends. It's cool with, you know, keeping things at a certain level. But anything above that, I don't know if I'm comfortable with just leaving them with that yeah. power of mine because I don't know how you're going to handle it. Because I tried to tell one of them something that was bothering me. She kind of deflected it or just like didn't really provide any feedback. Another one did get into it, but she's kind of, if she's the closest one, I'd say relationship wise, but overall there's like other things, little things that I would have to be there to iron out to understand better. But a big thing is if you don't know how to communicate simple things, like if Mm -hmm. I'm trying to tell you like, yo, this is bugging me and you know, this, that, the other and you don't reciprocate it. You don't know how to respond because some people really don't like dealing with like aggression or negative feelings or things with connotative like negative aspects yeah. to it. They don't know how to react to that. And all that does is just leave you in the same place you started. So it was like, why did I even speak to you in the first place? And I told him that. I told him that's how I felt. That's why I didn't speak to you. I took a hiatus from talking to him for like three weeks to understand it. And I figured out how to deal with my, like, those specific problems. I just didn't give it to them in the first place. And mm-hmm. I have other people that I can call, that I can talk to, like, female friends that I don't really have anything beyond, like, our friendship connected to it. But they're better. Like, pe- different people have different sets of tools to deal with stuff. And I understood that. And I understood they don't have the tools to hash this out. And mm-hmm. those are more long-term things that I was just like, yeah, I don't think I will want to have to deal with that over and over just have to try to teach you that i'm not closing the door exactly but i'm also not eager to try to make anything happen right i mean that's that's one of the biggest things too i mean knowing yourself and what you like what you don't like uh me and my wife we got married uh i was 20 Damn, I was 20 when I got married. Uh, Damn, I was doing wild shit at 20. <laughs> man. But, uh, see, see, like, prior to that, both of us, you know, we were, we were young and free and whatnot, whatever the fuck. So we were doing wild shit. And it was, like, nothing nothing crazy. But, like, we didn't know ourselves fully. Yeah. Yet. You know? So it, there was there was kind of a point where we kind of, we kind of grew apart and we came back, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, f- I feel like that's like, looking back at it now, I feel like that's a natural course. Uh, like it was a good thing. Like I don't think it was really a bad thing because we found our own interest, and we still are, but we know how to kind of compromise with each other now based off of our interests and whatnot and how we react to certain situations. Yeah, that's that's super important, just understanding how to compromise and I think that's what I kept running into a wall with is that I was the only one compromising a lot of stuff. Like I accommodate myself to other people's time zones, which doesn't bug me. I know I'm the one out the way. So I try to accommodate other people's time zones more. If somebody's going through something, I'll try to tailor everything that I try to say, even if it doesn't talk about directly their issue. I'll try Mm -hmm. to get them comfortable first because I know some people just aren't comfortable off rip just talking about things and I'll try to make them feel better I'll try to get them in a better place mentally just because I don't like seeing people like go through that type of stuff because when I was a kid just growing up my parents were kind of in that space of not understanding each other and I think I try to help other people out of that situation as I could because if I could have helped my parents back then I would have but Seeing where they are now, like my mom is married to my stepdad, who honestly, my mom needed him. Like right. his goofiness and freeness, because my mom was kind of a like stick in the mud a little bit. Hope she don't hear this. If she do, love it. <laughs> but like, uh, she needed somebody to help get her out of her comfort zone. But it had to be the right person that they could be comfortable with. Anybody mm-hmm. could just tell you you know, what's wrong and what you need to do, but it takes that right person to like really help you understand your own comfort zone. So you could know how to like kind of move around in it, expand it a little bit. And my dad, he's in a great place too. And he, 
he's had his own girlfriends. I don't think my dad's ever going to get married again because my mom was his second wife. And after that, he just, you know, it's not really his thing to want to get married again, even though he he's still an advocate for marriage. He just said after the second one, he was like, there's really nothing in it for me. Which I think he'll change. Yeah. I, I think he'll change his mind, like eventually, because he he he's super old school. And I was like, Dad, why don't you ha-? like he would he was dating the same lady for like over ten years. I was like, Dad, why don't y'all just move in with each other? And he was like, That shacking, Jay. I don't shack up with women. And I was like, Oh, yeah, old school. Yeah, <laughs> nah, he got PTSD. That's what yeah. the fuck that shit. <laughs> Like he do not want to do it again, and I'm like, hey, whatever you. But they're both like extremely happy, way happier than they were when they were married. Like, right. way happier, just separated. You know? A lot of people look at that as a bad thing too, man. Like, uh, you know, your parents get divorced. Like, neither of them can be happy after that. Yeah, no, I want them. I, I thought that way when I was in high school with my stepdad. Because it's this new guy in my house that I've been living in for this long, and he want to come in and change like the energy, change things, and of course, like a young nigga from Lovejoy is not gonna be up to that. Like now, nah, bro, like I'm popping my, sh- I'm doing whatever I want. You ain't gonna sit here and try to tell me how I'm acting. You ain't gonna sit here and tell me how I should treat or how I should speak to my mother, which I wasn't speaking disrespectfully, but I was very much like a brat. Mm-hmm. But at the time, I couldn't see it that he was just trying to, like, help smooth over. And I think it was a learning experience for him, too, because I understood out of that situation for older men coming in their territory and trying to dictate things is extremely difficult, especially when they're too old. Like I was 15 to 16 when he came through. Yeah, it's extremely difficult to try to take control of that type of situation properly and. I don't think there is a right way of doing it exactly. It's just whenever the lines fall in the right place. Because sometimes he will overstep his boundaries not knowing. (laughs) And I will overstep my own boundaries. But now, me and him are on such a good accord. Like, Just because once I became a man and I became an adult and I understood things. like I understood bills. I understood my own place. I understood what I didn't like people doing in my own place. Right, applying that to him and moving in, in with us, like I understood, it wasn't as easy as I thought. He, could oh yeah, yeah. well, yeah, I think you know, high school age teenage children, they don't like they want to be grown so bad, but you never like you don't realize that you don't know shit. Well, yeah, you don't know anything, but the fact like, as far as parents go, you don't realize that your parents are human beings too. Yeah. You just look at him as a parent. Because for 16, 17 years, all you've known is that's my mom and she can tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. But you like you don't recognize that she has fucking like a sentient fucking brain in her. She <laughs> can think for herself. She's pretty much just an older, older. I think everybody in the world is just older children. Like, yeah, everybody's constantly growing and learning and shit. Yeah, we're all just in that constant mode of understanding and changing like because the same parent in this something that we didn't even understand as kids is from say beginning of middle school to the end of high school you've changed a lot and not just that your parents changed a lot too but you don't really notice your parents changing that much because like you said all you know and expect them to be is your parents but they're still going to work every day. They're still going mm-hmm. through their own life experiences, like aside from you. And your life is more controlled. Like, you know, from this time AM to this time PM, you'll be in school. You come home or if you play a sport, your, mm-hmm. your life is extremely structured as a kid. As an adult, you're getting hit with bills. You're getting hit with mortgages. You're getting hit with gas, groceries, things closing. Like I couldn't even imagine how, hard is for some of these single parents during COVID just because oh, yeah. a lot of that time they had for them for their kids to go to school for their kids to go to daycare for them to go to the park go to their sporting events all that's gone so now you got to figure out like what the fuck am I about to do with these kids like yeah man like uh even like me like um uh, like I said we our kids didn't need to be in daycare um 
but when they were in daycare, they learned a lot. So I, I wanted them to be in daycare, you know, because <clears throat> uh, yeah, their daycare had a whole curriculum and everything. Like I was paying a grip for them to be in daycare, but <laughs> it was worth it. Yeah, it gave you more freedom to if you wanted to make more moves. Like, and that's something else. Like, if you had if you had a job opportunity, you really have to think about like, can the kids still go to daycare? Can my mm-hmm. family accommodate for this? Can I like like you have to think before you even start thinking about yourself about a job opportunity. You really have to think about your family. Yeah. That's like like me now. I can't buy shit. I can't just like randomly buy shit anymore. Bro, I bought <laughs> a six hundred dollar bike the other day. <laughs> see, I like I can't and I can't do that. See, I can do it, but I'll I have to hear it from my wife for one, <laughs> and uh, but two, I also have to like, you know, look at the funds and see like what I got allocated here, there, blah blah blah. You know, what's coming up for the kids? What's coming up for me? What's coming up? Her. You know, I have so many other hoops to jump through before I can okay the shit. And even when I okay the shit, I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. Do I really want it? Yeah, because <laughs> it's like, with with this much money, what could I do for all, like... Different, yeah. That's, um, I, I'll probably... It, it's going to take a minute for me to really get more of my head wrapped around that, because I haven't thought about... I haven't thought about family. Starting a family, I, I know I want to start a family... Kids wise, it is what it is. I'd rather have a boy first, but that that don't really mean much. But when it comes to the girl, like honestly, the girl, even though she's supposed to be the first step in the process, and she kind of is the first step in the process, I don't really think about that that much. I just feel like yeah. it's just gonna fall in place whenever it happens. I don't try to overreach anything. I don't. My years of going out and being wild, I'm kind of over that now. Mm-hmm. I've lived in Europe the last two plus years. I've done a lot of stuff in those, like, over 20 countries. I have lived my life. I don't care about the wild stuff no more. Like, life isn't as on go anymore. It's more deliberate moves. And now whatever girl just comes along, I'm a very inviting person. It doesn't take much for anybody to really get comfortable around me. Whenever she comes around... She comes around. I'm still taking things from some of the people I meet. Like my neighbor, she's a super cool person. Very driven. I, yeah. Like uh, she's an athlete and she actually trains five to six days a week, like hard training days. She have an English accent? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> English accents are so cool. <laughs> so cool. Her, hers is good because like there are different dialects. And hers is super easy to be around. Like, there's some people, say, from, like, uh, I guess they say, like, people from Birmingham, the United Kingdom, have just, like, it gets real slurred after a point. Or if you go into London, they have, like, posh British British accents. So it kind of sounds condescending a little bit. So you don't really like to talk to them that much. But, yeah, no, she's super cool. Her family's cool. Very driven girl doesn't really like she's very natural with everything she does mm-hmm. she doesn't and nothing is forced at all like it's it's a different feeling because after a point like you kind of see girls do things for a certain goal other than like she's an athlete and her workouts go for like that her attitude about a lot of things is great those are really good like first steps like love super cool girl and those type of qualities like i would want in a woman just as a starter like if it's just easy to be around you you already have Mm -hmm. you're already halfway there everything else can kind of you know be worked on but as long as it's easy to be around you that's and that's what i try to be to everybody else like as long as it's easy to be around me i feel like whatever issues do pop up in the future can be fixed or hashed out yep well, another thing you got to look into is, like, you get into a relationship, say it's, you know, for the long run, man, five years or ten, ten to five years, well, five to ten. I haven't even been in a relationship for a year yet. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, like, you know, if it goes longer, 
five years after you initially start dating, the person you're dating is going to be a totally different person. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, everything that you like about a person at that point in time, you know, she has, she could either lose those or build upon those qualities. Um, but I guess at that point in time, it's either, it's also a matter of if you yourself are willing to kind of uh, change your ways. Yeah. To kind of compromise with her. You know. That's true. So, it's always, it's always evolution. Yeah, and it's very true. And I haven't really experienced it yet, so speaking on that, it's real, it's kind of like a gray zone for me. Uh, most of the relationships that broke off for me after a while, the last actual relationship I was in, I was dating this uh, British African girl, and all she wanted was sex. And that sounds great for, you know, a few months. But like I said, after um, after the second to third time y'all had sex, that's when a lot of personality needs to come out because ain't no more tricks happening. Like, you know what you know, what's going to you know what it is. It ain't really all that right. surprising. And this kind of plays into why a lot of guys have multiple like sexual partners is because after a while. It's not as nostalgic anymore. It's not as great. And that's when the personality kind of comes out because I like a girl more for her personality throughout time than any sex that she could do. Because at the end of the day, sex is very simple. Like, you could do a lot to add to it. But so after a while, I, I was telling her, and it wasn't even really supposed to be all that deep with me and her. But we were, we were like, uh, talking ish i don't know if i would call it dating but it was a really long time it was almost an entire year and things just started falling apart after a while because i didn't really have that much of a drive to because she lived an hour away i didn't feel like driving that far after work (laughs) the deal breaker is that yo it it, it really that was a huge deal breaker because i only see it like at most two to three times a month because she lives so far. When I work five days a week, I can't just pull up to her spot after work. And I like in England, we just can't walk around in our uniforms. We have to just have our normal stuff. And yo, then I, imagine the shit. You're like, yo, your pussy good, but it's not that. It ain't. It's not $2.50 a gallon. Yet. Yo. <laughs> Oh my god, I was spending so much on gas like that. Oh, and she was like, Oh, well, I'll come over to your house. And I was just like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man, is she, she, she was a cool girl, but she didn't really open up all that much. So it was just. It just stayed kind of at that surface level for a long period of time. And that no. it just got boring after a while. I was like, ah, I could just be doing different things at this point. She's, yeah. she's the one that actually uh, officially broke it off. Because when I had went to Dubai in, I think I went to Dubai last year. Either last year or the year before. No, I was in Turkey in 2018. So it was last year. When I went to Dubai... Uh, I originally invited her to go out there because we were supposed to go to Amsterdam the month before, but she ended up have we were supposed to go for a Drake concert. Drake ended up postponing the concert like a week earlier, and I wasn't able to make that one. And we already bought the plane tickets. And overseas, you can't just get refunds for plane tickets. You just kind of keep what you have, or just cancel them all together and rebuy a different one. So right. I was like, we could still go out to Amsterdam and have a good time, and. She ended up getting preoccupied with some family business. And I told her, I was like, dang. I was like, that sucks. Well, next month, um, if you want, I'm going to Dubai. And I already have a place. If you just buy the plane ticket, you really got, you don't have to worry about nothing else. Mm-hmm. And she said she didn't want to take leave days out for then. Because we were only going to be in Amsterdam like three days. And I went to Dubai for six days. Doesn't seem mm-hmm. that big. I don't know why she whatever that's besides the point but i felt like she got mad low-key that when she said she had to cancel amsterdam 
I didn't have like a super affectionate reaction because it had something to do with her family. Like, what was I going to say? Like, man, fuck your daddy. Like, what? <laughs> <All right. laughs> like, what could I say today? I was like, oh, that that sucks. I was like, well, if anything changes, just let me know. I could, you know, come yeah. get you. We could pull up at the airport. But I ended up going to uh, the Netherlands and just uh, linking up with Ernest because he lived out there and hanging out with him. Oh, okay. And so I came back and I had told her like a hey, office on the table for Dubai, the tickets, they're about, they were about three to $400. And I was telling her, if, even if you need a little help paying for it, I got you. But, you know, I leave on this date if you want to go. And she said she didn't want to go. So I invited another girl to go and she came out and we had a good time and me and her are really good friends to this day. And we didn't we didn't even do anything. It it was just that I invited another girl, and I could tell her energy completely changed. Sure, sure. Before then, before I even left, she knew that another girl was coming, and she wasn't responding to messages or calls like that anymore. I tried to call her, and be like, "Hey, before I leave, I have this weekend off. I could, you know, we can go out on a date or something before I leave." Mm-hmm. She wasn't picking up. She wasn't trying to make plans, and I seen the crash coming. And like midway through Dubai, she texted me and was saying she, you know, she liked our time that we spend, you know, yada, yada, yada. Uh, She wanted to figure out things with her ex. And I know about her ex. And from what I understood, he wasn't exactly a grade A type of guy. But I was like, okay, yeah, as long as we stay cool, because you're a real cool person. It's like, you know, all blessings to you. I hope you figure things out. I thought things ended pretty cordially no i got back she completely ghosted me <laughs> completely ghosted me and i was just like okay this is petty and we we talk in and out mm-hmm. every now and then now since i like i leave england pretty soon i don't talk to her at all like trying to get in contact with her ain't even it ain't even it. it ain't even worth it like the and the thing is and this is just like um there's some, it's definitely a mental thing. Is the only times I would want to hit her up is whenever I get like my hormones start popping off. So yeah. I would just take a cold shower or just like get it out of me. And as soon as that would happen, she's back in the back of the line. Like I would, right. I would not care again. And I realized like if that is, if that is what is what hinges off of like, do I want to see her or do I not? You know, get one off, guys. Get one off of you who yeah. really understand. Like, do I actually want to see this girl? Do I care? Yeah. And that, that's not a good thing going into something like that. That's just, it never, it's never going to end well. No, not at all. Cause then it's, her head's going to keep getting messed up. And I don't want to, I don't want to act off of hormonal decisions. I don't like that. Cause afterwards you'll be, you know, laying in the bed feeling guilty afterwards. Cause as soon as it's out, you could think rationally again. It's just like, why the fuck did I drive an hour away? And now I'm here all night because she set the alarm. <laughs> she ain't got no food in the fridge. There ain't nothing out here. <laughs> I hit uh, her house. Her house wasn't bad, but it was just in the middle of fucking nowhere. Sticks, huh? Oh, yeah. She was She was in. Sticks is England. Boy. Boy, oh, boy. But now after her... I had a couple of little just small things that I like kind of entertain for a little bit, but nothing was really worth it. Like the amount of energy and time and effort that I was putting into them, I was just like, man, I could just be at home minding my own fucking business right now. <laughs> like I'm definitely, uh, I'm happy I got that stage out of me. Cause now whenever I do meet new people, like my neighbor, for instance, like she's a real pretty girl super cool person i am not really pressing anything because she's like just being around her just being around good people feels a lot better than me trying to you know maneuver and play these little games you know just to try to get a little some like yeah there's actually value in just hanging out with people and having a genuinely good time and whatever happens anywhere in the future like it's just going to happen organically like i'm not not in the mode to be making moves or expending my energy just for that one thing. Like it ain't really worth it to me. 
like if I can't like if it doesn't happen naturally then I just let's just you know keep things on this real simple view. yeah We've been getting all into the podcast and not talking about a single question I sent you. Oh shit! You. Were <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> well, uh, let's do it. I guess. Oh yeah. Um, forty-eight minutes in. This is the Culture Bros podcast with Jordan. <laughs> and um, yeah, the conversation that's been going on has been. With uh, my long-term boy, uh, Martin, went to high school with him, came from similar backgrounds, um, you know, another black man, he got a little rice in his black, though. It's all the same, all the same stuff. We both came from Lovejoy. Yeah. Similar career paths, except, you know, he joined the military on a boat. I joined the military, theoretically, in the air, but... Emphasis on the theoretical. <laughs> I have never worked on a plane in my life. <laughs> never. But um, I've definitely been on a boat. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah, I think a lot of people could really benefit off of just more real experiences and understandings of like relationship and how people grow up. Because I do have a hard time telling people, well, telling girls when I first meet them, or not just when I first meet them. When I first meet them, I'm not going to tell you, hey, I don't know how to be affectionate. Like, that. that's not how it works. Yeah. Like, you're just going to get my general personality, you know, for the first couple of dates, and then I'll slowly start to let things out. Because just where we come from, you're not raised to be out front and blunt. Like, things have to come out over time. And you also don't want everybody to know your cards, like, when you first show up. That's a that's a huge problem uh, in the black community. Yeah. I think, uh, especially growing up where we grew up, because um, I just remember, like, in high school, it was, like, looked down on if you were, like, super, like, affectionate to whatever girlfriend you had at the time. Or even if you just had, like, if you showed emotion at all, mm -hmm. like, uh, it was just looked down on. So I think uh, that's our environment definitely, our culture and environment definitely plays a big part in, in that. It really does. And when you leave that environment and have to figure out things as an adult, especially for us joining the military and just kind of getting thrown to the world. Yeah, man, uh, that in itself kind of was like a huge culture shock. But it's funny because it wasn't just a culture shock for you. It was a culture shock for everybody around you. Yeah, like every because for a little background of the people who don't really know how military is from start to finish. When you go to basic, I had a basic of 54 people in my flight. All of us are from all around the world. For the first week, they actually call it like the sick week because us being around each other from completely different places, there's like this really gross cold that everybody catches and it's just the worst, worst thing in the world. But there's guys, there were guys in my flight from completely different countries. One dude from Venezuela, another dude from Burma, other people from California, Texas, Tennessee, Maine. One guy was from Maine. That was weird. Washington and and us just getting used to each other. There's some people who joined mm -hmm. the military who have never actually seen a black person before. Exactly, bro. That was that was crazy to me. Um, I never knew how how segregated we were where we were at. Yeah, um, being in like southern Atlanta with or Atlanta most, general. most black people like we didn't actually run across awkward white people that much yeah and um I didn't realize like how different it was just like no matter where you go I've traveled a lot when I was younger but I've never like traveled and interacted with the local community like that so yeah and it's pretty interesting just getting used to it like I think the funniest thing was um, when one of my friends told him, super cool dude, 
but you could tell the people who grew up around predominantly white areas because they're going around basic it it was about um it was in texas so we a lot of people were putting on the spf 50 or 100 whatever so they didn't get burned by the sun <laughs> and it was just common you know they would always ask like the black people if we wanted some and we were always politely just but no nah, i'm good and then one day, like, he, they made me uh, one of the leaders of the fight, mostly because I talked, I, I, I just cussed people out a lot. So they, they were like, you're easier to control the people than me. It's like, well, fuck. I, I was just trying to do the laundry. But he had just, like, stopped and asked me one day when we were about to go into the chow hall. He was like, hey, hey Walker, can, can I ask you a question? I was like, what's up, man? He's like, don't, don't get offended by this, okay? I was like, all right, shoot, shoot for it. He was like, "Is is the reason the the black people don't get uh don't get SPF uh is because you're black?" I was like, "Yeah, that's exactly why we don't." He was like, "Wait, <laughs> wait, really?" I was like, "Yeah, melanin actually is a very good deterrent of UV rays, so we're not prone to skin cancer or just getting burned. Right. Like we never wear it. <laughs> like it has to be blazing hot, like a hundred plus degrees consistently for us to even like think about wearing it." And a lot of people yeah. really come from, and I think that's why a lot of the military community is more understanding than general populace. Because general populace, depending on where you live in America, you really are ignorant to a lot of stuff that's going on in the country. Because before I joined the military, I didn't know that people could just be that unaware. And I was unaware of a lot of the stuff they did too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There's some fucked up people in the military. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of fucked up people in the military, actually. Yeah. Some of them go too long without being addressed about their bullshit. And then they yeah. end up in a... Like, there's this one um, there's this one E6 at my base who made it all the way to E6 and never supervised a single person. And now he's put in charge... He's put in charge of a flight of, you know, 15 to 20 people. And the reason why that is such a bad thing is because... Having somebody in charge who has no people skills for the most part when it comes to understanding how to treat people, how to help people develop, and how to help them grow, and just understanding that different people come from different backgrounds, so you can't expect them all to learn the same way. Like, there's, you know, and we call them AFIs, uh, Air Force Instructions. There's an mm -hmm. AFI for a lot, excuse me, for a lot of stuff, but cultural differences aren't going to mold to that afi as easily some people don't know how to learn because they never had to some people come right. to work smelling like ass because their parents did their laundry for them <laughs> and you can't just be a dick and be like well if you don't come to work with your stuff uh clean tomorrow i'm gonna charge you with this that left right and the other it's like bro he just doesn't know how to wash his clothes why don't you take the time to go and help him or sometimes you kind of yeah. got to be on their ass a little bit to be like yo did you wash your, hey, make sure you wash your clothes, but do it in like yeah. a professional and comfortable level where you're not just putting the dude on blast. Cause a lot of people just never had to do a lot of that type of stuff. So they are going to be confused. Different people do learn different ways. Every now and then you get the too high strung kid or the low strung kid and you got to make, find a way to make them all like fit somewhere in the middle. Right. And when you make it to E6 and you're put in charge of like dozens of people, it it really is going to show your character as a leader. And this one dude, from how he runs his fight, because we all run our things a little bit differently. He tries to do like a real authoritarian type stuff, like on your days off, if it's a given day off that we gave you, you got to do this, a backflip left, right, the other to make sure that we know you're okay this is like yeah it's just like bro just let them have the day off if you gave it to them like if i don't want to talk to you on my day off i don't have we're all adults like that that's that's a key thing a lot of people in the military forget about a lot everybody is an adult and whether if you teach them how to be an adult or you let them be an adult they're still going to be an adult well the other thing to that is every majority of the people joining the military fresh out of high school yeah so the military is essentially high school 2.0 it is like and oh God. a lot of the people that are in power like e6s and whatnot 
those are all the people that joined straight out straight out of high school. It really had nothing going for them. Mm-hmm. So they're still in that mindset. It's just a really vicious cycle. Yes, and some of them grew up in places where, as long as you follow the rules, everything was cool. So that's all they know. Mm-hmm. Coming from Lovejoy, following the rules really does not matter. Like you could still get fucked up from anything. It, it could be some random. You could be doing everything the right way. And then somebody breaks into your house. And it's like, okay, well, what the fuck? And then you call the police. Police tell you they can't do anything about it because of whatever reason. Or you go to school. Mm-hmm. The teachers don't do it. Teachers could see you, could see kids fucking with you in front of them and do absolutely nothing. But all of a sudden, when you get up and start fighting them, that's when everything becomes a problem. <laughs> Step in and shit, yeah. So you had to just figure out life. Like, you couldn't expect people to do what they're supposed to do. Like, we had to live on the fly for a lot of things. And that wasn't, I'd say it developed me in the best way because I'm very self sufficient. I don't have to wait on somebody else's yes to do anything. Like, if if there's no clear no to what I want to do, I'm always going to go for something. And luckily, I have the leadership around me that, excuse me, they they encourage that type of stuff simply by just letting me do my own thing. That's right. my best way of being productive is just let me do it. If you need me to do something else, I'll put some things to the side and focus on what needs, you know, the priority, what the priority is going to be. But some of these people that become E6s and in charge of people, all they know is how to read a book and recite it. And you can tell. Yeah, definitely. I fucking hit him. <laughs> so this episode of the Culture Bros podcast was broken down in two parts. Me and Martin started riffing in the middle of the podcast, and we ended up going a lot longer than normal. So instead of boring y'all to death, I cut it, and you can continue listening on episode 12 of the Culture Bros podcast. Appreciate you. This is what it sound like when we roll in the hostile open. All these people, all these drugs that could fit the ocean. They say they can, they say they can't. Tell me what they smoking. Making waves, making waves, making real commotion. This is what it sound like when we roll in the hostile open. All these people, all